Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it may be that you're joining us. Welcome to All That and a Bag of Chips, where we review various things from our childhood and decide whether or not they truly were all that and a bag of chips. My name is Sam, and this is my co-host, Ethan. Hello, hello. On today's episode of All That and a Bag of Chips, we're going to talk about The Crow. Let's get to it. Two dudes from the 90s going back in time to review some favorite things with yours and mine. We got candy, movies, and TV shows. The more we reminisce, the more the list grows. So kick back, relax, put your headphones in. As soon as you're ready, to play, and let's begin. I'm glad you joined this nostalgia trip right here on All That and a Bag of Chips. All right. Like Sam mentioned this week, we are talking about The Crow. But before we get into that, Sam, tell the people how you grew up this week. Um, I'm walking now. Woo! Like normal walking in two shoes. I am wow. walking now. Yeah. Um, still a little bit slow. Sawyer wants me to run with him all the time. He, he's into running right now. Um, I look like a little old man, like trying to uh, shuffle my way <laughs> in a race but i am well on the comeback so that's pretty exciting um marvel marvel's eternals just came out I was, I was excited to see that um now we're on the countdown to thanksgiving break and christmas yeah. break and the next spider-man i know i do i cannot wait oh my i am so excited I told my boss that I was thinking about driving back to Wichita to watch it on that Thursday. Yeah. I was like, so I might have to just take that Friday off if I can't work from home. <laughs> Which I should I should anyway, because I'm taking the next two weeks after that off for Christmas. So oh, yeah, may as well just start early. Right. <laughs> I need it. I'm ready for Christmas break. Amen. Amen. But um, you said you liked the turtles? Yeah, yeah, I did. I like. I don't have a lot. I didn't have a lot of expectations for the Eternals in general, like the actual comic entity. Like, yeah, there's not much to them, so I didn't know where they were gonna go. I didn't know how they were gonna be a part of the MCU. Like, I had a lot of questions, and those questions were answered. It wasn't. I didn't like. There was a lot to it. It was a long movie, but I didn't think it was very convoluted. I thought it introduced them fine. Um, I think once the characters are fleshed out a little more and we get to know the remaining Eternals, people will look at this movie a little more fondly. But um, I thought it was a fine introduction. Fine origin. Uh, yeah. I, this was not one of my favorites for sure. I didn't think it sucked um it was really long it was very pretty long. slow and it just felt like they i mean they kind of had to but they like they just spent so long having to individually like introduce each character and what they do and everything that like right it just it dragged quite a bit for me and i there were parts of it that didn't quite make any sense like how um i don't know it's still a pretty new movie you probably shouldn't spoil too much but right right some of their powers and how they changed throughout the movie i was just like what why why can you do this now like it doesn't explain very well why you can do why their powers like 
happened the way they were. Also, dang it, no, we can't spoil too much, but yeah, <laughs> there are some things about the history of the Eternals and what they are and their powers that I was like, this does not make any sense at all. Yeah. But anyway, so that was our discussion about the Eternals. We cut out a bunch. We don't want to spoil anything, but um, the way I have grown up in the last two weeks was uh, I have started watching this show called In the Dark. Mm, have you ever heard of this show? Nope. It is about a blind girl whose friend gets murdered and it's so it's kind of like a like a cop mystery but she's not a cop at all she's uh-huh. i don't actually think she really does much of anything she's like an alcoholic and doesn't do work very hard and is really sarcastic okay. um, but it's really funny um, so, so it's like a have you ever seen i zombie um no but i know what that is mm. it's kind of like the same balance of like comedy slash like investigative detective type of show okay um, but it's really, really good. It's really funny. She makes a lot of like really on the nose blind jokes, which g- make me laugh every time. Uh-huh. Like um, uh, uh, Lucifer. Have you seen Lucifer? Um, no, I have not. Damn it, Sam. Lucifer is amazing. You need to watch that. I know. Well, you have talked to me about it. I know several times. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's a lot of times where they're like, oh you're the devil and he's like well yes i am like very like the on the nose obvious right. jokes because he is the devil they do that a lot in this one too where okay they'll be like like oh how do i look and she's like i don't know i can't see like they make jokes <laughs> like that all the time and they always get me every time i am very that is the baseline of my comedy right there <laughs> <laughs> um, but i've been watching that and i went to the doctor for the first time in like five years yesterday for the first oh, time boy. so yeah did uh my well man visit i believe it's called my physical yeah. thing i said i was overweight so <laughs> that was great <laughs> yeah so ethan and i are gonna have a competition which now that i think about it might not be the most fair competition since i can't uh you know run <laughs> um but we are going to that's true. whoever loses the most weight so are we going to go by straight pounds or are we going to go by percentage? We're go percentage? Yeah. Like we're only like 10 pounds apart. So it's literally like a one pound difference. Right. You're telling me. So like I'm like a half inch taller than you. I'm like a half inch taller and like 10 pounds heavier right now. So uh, we can do a percentage. I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference. All I just right. Have to That's beat, what we're doing. I just have to lose like one more pound than you. Yep. It'll, it'll make a difference. So whoever wins our comp- our uh, little mini weight loss competition has to pay for the other's uh, ticket to the new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's we'll, we're going to go on the 17th. So we'll weigh in like the 15th so we can buy tickets a couple days ahead of time. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I've grown up this week. So um, you, got a, you got a music mystery for me today? Yep. All right, let's do it. Wait a minute. Who are you? All right, so um, my my uh, notes little my little note sheet that i have on my phone for music mystery 
I yeah. just keep adding a new one every time we I do it. Um, yeah. It's getting very long. Very long. Really? Yeah. I don't even know how many total are on here. It takes me a while to scroll to the bottom, though. Which is, is kind of cool looking back on some of the ones I've done so far. That is interesting. Uh, to remind me what some of those works. I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, I'll go back to the beginning. First one, Simple Plan, Ludacris, Britney Spears, Akon, 50 Cent, Nirvana, Shania Twain, My Chemical Romance, Garth Brooks, Weird Al, Tupac, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, Missy Elliott, Rage Against the Machine. Um, oh, I did one where it was a bunch of one-hit wonders. Oh, yeah. Kanye, Good Charlotte, Pearl Jam, Usher, Shakira. Shaggy, Counting Crows, Drowning Pool, and now we're on today's. I thought you were about to say it. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> All right. Are All you right, ready? Let's do it. I'm so ready. I'm on All a right. roll now. I've got Drowning Pool under my belt. So. Oh, right, right. We'll see if you continue that role today. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, hint number one. This band formed in 1989. In Dallas, Texas. Isn't that where Drowning Pool is from also? Um, yes. I thought so. Yeah. You know what? I was just talking to my dad the other day. He said when he heard Dallas, Texas, he thought it was one of two bands, Drowning Pool and a different one. And I'm sure it's the other one. <laughs> only two bands from Dallas. And I don't remember who he said. It's either. Incorrect. Uh, hint number two by July 2020 with over 33 million albums sold they became the best selling female band and best selling country group in the US during the Nielsen scan era so 1990, oh. 1991 to present time Dixie Chicks yes Boom. <laughs> do you even know any other all female country groups no, I do not. That was a pretty I was good trying giveaway. to think. I don't even know like groups. Not Little like big a group. Town. Yeah. Little Big Town is a group. Are they country and females? They've got guys too. Like I, I don't even I'm sure there I I mean obviously there are others, but like off the top of my head, I can't think of any like super successful group acts. Like I can just no. single people or maybe yeah. a couple people yeah i can't really either yeah that's pretty much my only option after that end yeah i didn't know i didn't i had no idea if you would get it or not i know about the dixie chicks ethan don't say that like i should just assume <laughs> you know about any musical group <laughs> um it could have been a uh, lady a what are they called now lady or that's what they're called yeah. now Lady Antebellum. Um, they have a, a, lead, a lady lead singer. Yeah, Little Big Town. Oh, actually, they're also called The Chicks now, not The Dixie Chicks. Oh, right, right. But for the sake of our era, they're The Dixie Chicks. Why does every female-led country band have a racist name? <laughs> Dixie Chicks, Lady Antebellum. Oh, yeah. I, for, I forgot that's why they got rid of Dixie. Yeah. Country. You know, I didn't even know that Dixie. I didn't know what that meant until like a couple years ago. 
Oh, yeah. I'm still not exactly clear what it means. I just know it references like slavery times south. Right. Right. Like, I don't know why they call it that or anything. So. Right. I actually don't know what antebellum means either. Uh, me neither. Um, it just means it exists during a particular war, especially the American Civil War. Hmm. Interesting. So I think it's just like similar to Dixie, like, oh, this is a band glorifying the South during the Civil War where there were slaves. (laughs) Which makes sense. We used to go to, um, oh, yeah, Dixieland is just what they called the Southern United States during that time. Oh, called it Dixieland. Hmm. That is weird. Yeah, it's like didn't Dolly Parton have a like a theme park called Dixieland? Um, I don't remember. I think so because and we used to go to that thing called the Dixie Stampede all the time. In Branson, oh yeah, which is rad. I think they just call it the Stampede now. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it was always a little weird because it is like a, it's like a dinner and they have like horses and oh yeah, like I don't animal show. That. And uh, but it is like somewhat of a civil war reenactment. So they have like different sides of the arena represent the north and the south, and they're like, the South will rise again. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't really want that. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Hey, it's my tattoo, just the tattoo I'm getting. It's not today. Oh, I, I thought says. you were like gonna show me something. Okay, oh. I'm 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 following now. Yeah, tracking. Um, the other hints were in 2003 they were more or less canceled for saying they were ashamed <laughs> George Bush was from Texas. Yeah. Um, they went on a seven-year hiatus after that. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, number four, this band achieved its first commercial success in 1998 with their album "Wide Open Spaces," and. Number five was their fifth studio album, Fly, featured hit songs, Goodbye Earl and Cowboy Take Me Away. Hmm. I was a big fan of Goodbye Earl as a kid. Love that song. You know, I couldn't name you a single song or anything that the Dixie Chicks do, but uh, I knew knew about um, them saying that they didn't like George Bush and then getting a lot of shit for that. I know, which when you think about that now, like that is very tame compared to some of the stuff that we yeah no kidding people say like i remember that happening and being like oh my god i remember people being all upset about it but yeah me too so then just reading this and realizing and seeing that that's what they said it's like what (laughs) no kidding (laughs) anyway let's move on let's do it um do we got a let's get nostalgic this week um i do not i was gonna try and eat some powdered gum but i did not get the chance oh man i think we'll need to do one at least because um i think by the end of this season we'll be at like 19 topics so we need to do an extra one to rank our rankings so we need to do like powdered gum or something something some food we haven't done a food in a long time yeah well we'll we have to do it after our diet challenge because i'm Cutting my carbs, watching my diet. Right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so I think we're ready for um, to get into our coverage and cool facts. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's take our break here, and then when we come back, we'll get into our coverage of The Crow. All right, Ethan. Here we go with our coverage of The Crow. The night before his wedding, musician Eric Draven and his fiance are brutally murdered by members of a violent inner-city gang. On the anniversary of their death, Eric rises from the grave and assumes the gothic mantle of The Crow, a supernatural avenger. Tracking down the thugs responsible for the crimes and mercilessly murdering them, Eric eventually confronts head gangster Top Dollar to complete his macabre mission. (laughs) Yeah. um, So the first thing I noticed about this movie, or that I kind of remembered, because Braden walked in like right when I was starting it, Uh and he was like, what is this movie? Because he's like 22 years old, so he wasn't even born in this Right. right. Dude, he asked me um, who Ricky Williams was the other day. Oh my God. He did not, he, cause I think he was on a podcast or something. He was like, do you remember Ricky Williams? I don't really know who that is. I was like, Jesus oh. Christ, I am old. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but anyway, he asked about this movie and I said, it's pretty, co- like, it feels like a comic book, like superhero type of movie. It's pretty similar. Yeah. Um, and so I looked it up and it is based on a comic, which yeah. I did not know. Yeah. They wanted to do the movie in black and white. So it was it looked more less because the comic was but yeah. i'm glad they didn't i i can't like sin city yes that's what like, i'm gonna say that series, i just can't like get that. into the black and white oh really yeah Dude, it sin city was dope it is it is a sweet movie it just like sin city feels like a comic book movie yeah like it feels like a comic book just straight thrown into a movie like i don't i don't know if i like if they would have just put black and white over this movie that it would have um yeah translated like i I, see what you're saying yeah it's pretty freaking dark i mean it's pretty much black and white which i enough i think it looks good yeah i thought this movie looked fantastic actually i thought yeah like most of the effects were pretty solid. Um, yep. The makeup and everything look really good. Um, another thing I didn't realize about this movie, um, I think until I read it, or maybe someone said something that tipped me off to it. But do you know where this movie takes place? No. Detroit. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. Like it's not, it seems like it's like Gotham or right, like Sin right. City. Like it seems like it's a kind of fantastical dark version of an actual city but no it's just it's based in actual detroit michigan Hmm. which i think is hilarious like can you like the two movies we've watched recently based in detroit are eight mile and the crow yeah that's insane i need to watch uh, um semi-pro oh yeah i forgot he's in is he in detroit flint oh yeah it's flint yeah flint michigan yeah the flint tropics so does uh will anyone ever have a movie based in detroit where it doesn't look like complete shit the whole time or is that just no just how detroit actually is um i mean i i don't think detroit is a great place to be apparently not because everyone who bases a story there is dark and cold and miserable um but yeah, so this is based off of a comic book. Um, pretty, it, it got picked up as a movie really quickly. Because um, I think the comic started in like 89. 
I want to say. Um, okay. And then the they try like people were trying to buy the movie rights like after the first couple issues. The guy said he, um, someone offered to like buy the whole thing outright from him, so he wouldn't like get any any royalties moving right. forward. Right. Like a, like pretty soon, like a year after it came out. Oh, wow. Um, but then he, uh, after like the third issue, different other people started coming to him and he ended up just like working with a, a different group of people on the, the movie version. Okay. I should read this comic. It seems pretty rad. Yeah. It's dark. Um, I guess in the comic, there's not like an actual crow. Like the crow isn't a fit, literal physical crow. It's more like a spirit. Yeah. And there's another spirit that's that he actually like sees sometimes um called the skull cowboy interesting who is like his guiding spirit between which is like a skeleton wearing a hat yeah Hmm. the spirit that serves as somewhat of a guide for the crow so yeah it's essentially like replacing the crow that speaks in the movie this crow doesn't really speak they kind of like speak telepathically and he can like see through the eyes of the crow I guess it's kind of it's a replacement of like in the comics. There's this character called the Skull Cowboy. Okay. Um, I found I one of my notes was the Punisher is basically, um, the Punisher meets Batman. Yeah, it's like that's, kind of the Joker. That's kind of what, how I felt too. It like it felt like I was watching a just a different adaptation of the Punisher. Yeah, it was like if the Punisher wasn't actually, or if the Punisher was actually dead and came back to life, because like his powers are kind of obscure. He doesn't even really know exactly what he says a couple times. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what my powers are. Like, all I know is I can't die. Um, And he just heals immediately. Like if he gets shot, it just heals right up. Like Wolverine speed healing. Right, right. Um, And I think he's probably like super strong. I don't know if we really see like him. Yeah. He launches a dude, I'm pretty sure, at one point. Yeah, I think that he is. Yeah. Um, but his... Uh, he does have a, a little bit of Joker in him. Like, there's a couple times when he's messing with, like, the pawn shop owner. He's kind of, like... At one point, he's, like, hanging from the ceiling, like, upside down. Yep. Like a spider, like, kind of messing with him. So he kind of has some of that, like, craziness in him. Yep. Um, but then, yeah, he's pretty much just, like, the Punisher slash Batman. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I was into yeah. it. I like the, I like the look. I like the face paint. I like that we get a very '90s like montage of him putting the face paint on and like becoming the crow. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering how they were going to do that. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I, I love the the good good montage. That's a thing they don't do in movies enough mm-hmm. anymore. Unironically doing montages. Uh, have you ever seen the Rocky movies? Mm-hmm. Dude, Rocky, um, the one where he fights the Russian. Is that four, I think? Yeah. Uh, that movie is I like... I don't remember. I think it's four. That movie is like 70% workout montage. Like, it's crazy. Oh, it crazy. is. It's amazing. That movie, no. I love that one. <laughs> it's my, like, one of my least favorites of all the Rocky movies. Oh. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a cool villain, but it's literally like... Ha- like half to two-thirds of the movie is just him working out in rush and like in the cold wasteland 
But anyway, uh, we get a good montage of him uh, putting his makeup on and becoming the crow. Yep. Um, so just what some of your first thoughts uh, upon re? Have you you've seen this before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was some of your first thoughts upon rewatching the crow? I thought it was like cool. It was it was cool. Like this movie was perfect for the nineties. Yeah. Like the grunge. Yeah, yeah. That's scene, exactly yeah. that was exactly my thought. Um yeah, I just thought it, it was cool, honestly. I think it definitely inspired every like hot topic outfit for the next 15 years after it. Sorry, I was reading about the about Bruce Lee. Oh, uh, how he died. Um, they don't really know exactly what caused. Didn't he die of an aneurysm? Basically, he died of his brain swelled. Yeah. Um, he said he had a headache and um, the guy he was with gave him a painkiller yeah contained he aspirin allergic and to it. a tranquilizer and he said because he had an allergic reaction to it and his brain swelled yeah it, by over 13% damn yeah or was he murdered which people have spec also speculated that <laughs> as well. Or was he taken by a vengeful spirit because his family shipped him off because he was a cursed child? I can't remember exactly what that whole theory is. Um, but I watched a document or actually it's not the documentary. It's like the um, like the dramatized version movie of his life. I think it's called Oh shoot, 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 shoot. Something dragon. Enter the dragon? dragon? Enter the dragon, maybe? No. Um, I had a Bruce Lee video game on Xbox. Oh, it's called Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Okay. That was close. I think. I think that's it. Um, But that's the movie that... um, So Brandon Lee was supposed to play Bruce Lee in that Uh movie. And he, it, yeah, 1993. Um, and then he turned down the role because he thought it was just like too weird playing his own father. Uh-huh. Especially um, like the romantic scenes with his mom. <laughs> that is <laughs> that was a little too weird. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I watched that Dragon, the Bruce Lee story movie a long time ago. And yeah, there was some like curse or something from some spirit that he had supposedly. And that's why his parents like shipped him out of China at one point. Huh. So, um, who knows? So, yeah, I was looking up that because I was I was going to talk about Brandon Lee's death. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but how we like just brought it up with the uh, Alec Bald? Is it Alec Baldwin? Uh, I think yeah. Um, with him accidentally shooting someone on his set. Um, that's what happened on this movie. Um, one of the scenes. Which there is so many scenes with guns and shooting, so like it's literally how like the you don't movie. check every single gun numerous times is beyond me. But it's insane. Basically, they they didn't check it well, and there was like they what they were what they were supposed to, they were using live rounds, but they 
took them apart so that they weren't live, but they didn't do it well enough. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they were, they use different rounds depending on what they're filming. So if they're filming a scene, that's like a close up of the gun, <coughs> then they use um, like dummy rounds that look exactly like bullets, but they take out the powder and primer. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I tried to read do actual... it. I, I'm, I don't know anything about guns. So I wasn't going to try to yeah. um, figure it out. Uh, well, basically what happened was they, so they were using a real gun. They use a 44 Magnum Smith and Wesson which I think is the same gun that Alec Baldwin was using. Um, but so they use the dummy cartridges for like close-ups and then they take those out and they put in blank rounds. But blank rounds don't look as realistic. So they don't use them for ones of, that are close-ups of the gun. Uh -huh. What happened on this movie is they left one of the dummy cartridges got stuck in the barrel of the gun and they didn't check the barrel before they put the blank, blank rounds in. So the blank rounds essentially just projectile. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I just projected all my headphones across the room. Um, <laughs> they projectiled the the dummy cartridge at essentially the same speed that you shoot a regular bullet. I mean, because the the blank round has primer and stuff in it, and fire and uh, gunpowder in it. So and it, yeah, shot him right in the abdomen, and then he died like twelve hours later. Like he was alive for quite a while. Yeah. But it's just nuts that that's what for like why do they feel the need to do that especially i mean maybe in 1994 it was tougher to film a realistic looking gun but in 2021 dude like why do you ever have a real gun just we have cgi we have editing like right right just use a freaking toy gun who cares right and like i feel like that is not something that most people going to movies even look at no, I, I've never once cared about how realistic a gun looks. I'm also not a gun person, so I wouldn't know if it didn't look realistic. Right, right. Yeah, so Brandon Lee, on March 31st, he was like 28 years old. Yeah, his dad was yeah. only 32. Murder. Yeah, so they, they both died really young. Mm -hmm. um, there are some conspiracies, and actually I just clicked on a story from like, from 1993 um because there, there's a lot of rumors and stuff because you know they didn't have the internet so it was mostly traveled by like word of mouth so people thought that he had been murdered people thought that um someone like shot him like with i can't even there was a bunch of weird theories mostly that he was murdered um or they thought that like someone snuck on set and shot him or they thought like someone had done it on purpose they thought they'd exchange yeah. the bullets out yep um there's all, all sorts of theories, um, especially at that time, without the internet and everything. But yeah. yeah, it was actually just, from what we can tell, a really unfortunate accident. And the actor who accidentally shot him, like, stopped act acting for, like, over a year because he had, like, yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Which, yeah, just crazy. And it's actually the scene where um, they don't have the, keep the exact scene that he got shot in, in, in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's when he like comes home and he's walking into his house and the the gang is uh, robbing their, their house and assaulting his wife and everything. Yeah. And then they yeah, shoot him like 12 to 15 feet away. I think it's right. like a pretty close range shot. So yeah. So really, really sad because Brandon Lee is awesome in this movie. He is. I thought he was pretty badass and a lot of people really thought like this would be his big 
kind of break movie. And it, it, I mean, it was. It was. I wonder if some of that is because, like, he died filming it, you know, like Heath Ledger. Yes. With Joker. Yeah. Like, yeah. because it's their last role, I think it kind of gets immortalized a little bit. But he was really good in this. He was pretty funny at times when he was, like, doing the jokes. He looks, he's pretty serious. He had good physicality. Uh huh. He's pretty shredded. He is. Yeah. Um, it's kind of tough to tell also because some of those scenes are filmed with a stunt double. Like most of the ones where he's crawling out of the grave was all the stunt double because he had already been killed before. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I thought he was awesome. Um, so we kind of talk about like the, the plot of the movie a little bit. We talked about a good amount of the background. Um, so what is his name? Draven? Yeah, Eric Draven. Name? Eric Draven, yes. Yeah. He is a uh, he's a guitarist in a band. Um, of course he is. <laughs> and um he is like it's the day before his wedding and him and his fiance are gonna get married on halloween yep um and this gang of people um breaks into their house while he's out um and they're like beating up his wife and then he comes home um and they shoot him and then they kind of assault and rape his wife and kill her and then they throw him out the window yep and kill him so the gang kills both of them um i don't remember exactly what the reasoning for killing them was like the his wife was like trying to get them in trouble for something like rent control or something yeah i i don't remember honestly it was something weird um the the gang had a personal vendetta against his wife not so much eric draven he really wasn't involved yep um in that but then he got caught up in it when they when he came home um, and walked in on that so um so then at the beginning of the movie there's this um little like kid voice it kind of sounds like who talks about like how there's a theory that a crow carries people to the afterlife or helps them get to the afterlife but sometimes if the right circumstances occur then they will send the spirit back to get vengeance for their wrongful death yep which i uh, thought so that was, was really cool it is a really cool idea. Um, I think in the comics, it's a little bit different because like we said, there's not like an actual crow, like a physical crow that's kind of tied to him. Yeah. He's just undead. And I think it's even like darker in the comics. Like he has like a drug addiction. Oh, I'm sure. Sort. It, I would bet my life it's darker. Yeah. It, that's it usually what is. happens. Um. So yeah, so he gets starts getting vengeance on the gang that killed him and his wife. And there's like five or six of them. Um, yep. So first he goes to like a pawn shop and gets his wedding ring back. Or his engagement ring because the gang took it and pawned it. This pawn shop. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking they've, they've tried to remake this movie a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing. I don't know if pawn shops are like really that popular anymore. Like you probably have to like find who bought it on Amazon. On Marketplace. <laughs> yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Drive to their house and whoop their ass and get his ring back. Um, so he gets the ring and I guess he can kind of like feel memories from objects and people yeah. as well. Yeah. It's not really explained exactly how that works, but it comes into play at the very end of the movie. Um, so when he puts the ring on, he starts to remember how he died and what happened. And then from there he goes and pretty much just murders all of the members of this gang in yep. pretty brutal fashion for 1994. Oh yeah. 
It is very. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty badass. So, um, he yeah, so he kills off all these people. Um, there's a cop that's played by Ernie Hudson, who kind of yeah. catches on and actually meets Eric Draven, and they kind of work on. They talk a couple times and yep. hang out. Um, the cop kind of helps him get to the main bad guy, who is called Top Dollar. Yeah. Who's just like the most nineties? He like your your nineties villain. He is textbook hair. generic nineties villain. I love the hair. I thought he was awesome though. Yeah, I thought he was a very good villain. Yep. He kind of reminded me of the villain from I think he's played by David Carradine, maybe. If I'm thinking of the right person. Um, from um. Kill Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. So the hair. Yeah, they, they look <laughs> pretty similar. And they, they, he reminded me of that type of villain. But he's like a very kind of cool, calm and collected villain. Uh-huh. Um, who also has a weird relationship with like his sister, quote unquote. Um, I believe that her name's like Micah, but the Asian girl is like his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe they're adopted siblings. Yeah. It's unclear. They have a weird relationship though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Draven makes it to the end. And so when he after he kills all the gang and gets to top dollar, I need to look and see exactly what he did. It's essentially like the ghost rider thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Ghost Rider has that ability, like he can make people feel like the the not like physical pain but like the the mental pain of like yeah. all the pain that you've caused on people yeah he also all at like, once he he like pulls the heroin out of that lady oh yeah i didn't really get that's exactly what he was doing yeah he like purifies her and like the i mean basically is what happens and the heroin bleeds out of her injection yeah. sites that's kind of gross. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I did not know exactly that's what he was doing, I guess. But now I read that now and that makes sense. So I guess he has that ability too. He can just pull drugs out of people. <laughs> right. Um, he gives... Which, oh, if, oh, he does something a little bit different to Top Dollar, actually. He makes Top Dollar feel all 30 hours of pain that his wife felt when she Whew. was in the hospital Whew. all at once yeah that's why and then the, yeah so similar to the ghost rider ability but somehow he can transfer feelings and pain onto people as well apparently badass um so do we know if he lives or leaves at the end of this movie or dies do we know what happens uh, to him uh i don't know Actually. i don't think it says because the crow it's i remember the crow like dropped the ring on eric's grave but i don't know if it really says i assume he just well they wanted to do a sequel with him yeah so they probably would have brought him back to life somehow but i assume he just after he comes back and gets his vengeance like the crow just takes his spirit back to the the, the end game whatever 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 end life right right 
but I'm not sure if it's, I don't think it's really clear what happens exactly to him. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, think, I don't remember. It, like, it's just open-ended so that they can do more. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought this movie was badass, dude. I thought this was one of my favorite things we've covered in a long time. I did too. Like, most movies that try to be badass are not. <laughs> right? Like, they just come off corny. Like, yes, Halloween exactly. Kills. Yeah. You watch Halloween Kills? No, I, I've never seen any of the Halloween movies. Um, well, don't watch Halloween Kills. Like, <laughs> I felt I really like that actually. tried to come off badass. Yeah. But it was just corny. Like, it, And this movie definitely had the potential to be really corny and it dumb. It did, big time. And it just, I don't know. It wasn't. It, it, it was wasn't. rad. Yeah. I love like, it. I I don't know. I don't really know what sets it apart. Maybe it's just because it, it is dark. Like, nothing, the subject matter isn't funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the only funny things about it are the, like, sick jokes he makes when he's beating the shit out of people. And it's <laughs> yeah. not like a, like, doing it for a laugh, necessarily. Right. Um. Yeah, like... I don't know. I can't think of another movie where I watched where I was like, this is pretty badass. This, this is awesome. Yeah. It's been a while for sure. Yeah. Have you seen Dune? Nope, I haven't yet. Oh my god, dude. It's so boring. <laughs> when, when people stop talking about Dune, then I will watch Dune. I knew I wasn't going to like it that much. I just could feel it. It's just one of those things that like a very small like nerd segment is like super pumped about. And so if you say anything bad about it, they get all pissed off. Right. And I, it did, did pretty well. It's been pretty popular, actually. It got good reviews, but I just didn't find it all that interesting. Yeah. I found it kind of boring. But maybe I'll watch part two. Maybe it'll get better. But anyway, that was my comparison. Like I felt like Dune wasn't badass. I didn't get that feeling from it. Uh-huh. But this movie, I was like, oh, this is freaking dope. Yep, yep, same. And maybe partial part of it is because like Brandon Lee died filming it, so it makes it stand out more. It's more memorable. Yeah, maybe. It's like, I wonder if uh, The Dark Knight would be as popular if Heath Ledger hadn't passed away right after it. Yeah. But it's also, that movie's also badass, so. His portrayal of Joker is is so good. It is. Um, yeah, so it's really unfortunate that Brandon Lee passed away of filming this movie. Yeah. Because he's pretty awesome. And I think uh, they probably would have ruined it with the sequel, but they made the sequels anyway. They yep. didn't made it without him. Yep. And apparently they stunk. So, duh. Yeah, they always do. Right. Oh, I was going to say this movie felt like Tim Burton made it. Yeah. Yeah. But he somehow it was not Tim Burton. It's like the only movie <laughs> <laughs> looks like this that Tim Burton did not make. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that completely i was actually shocked that it was not tim burton um yeah i mean i don't really have anything else to say about it cool Uh, i think i've pretty much said everything i wanted to i thought the the darkness of it was really cool i thought the setting of detroit and like how i guess that's like an actual thing that it gets set on fire the day before halloween sometimes damn um, but yeah, I'm ready to give this bad boy a grade. So yeah, you, you ready to grade it up? Yep. All right, Sam, is the crow all that in a bag of chips? Yeah, it's a cool movie. 
um like we said it it's it tries to be a badass movie it does i think um i think pulling its inspiration from a comic book it hides it kind of it doesn't feel like a comic book superhero movie i think they adapted it really well especially for the time like superhero movies were not all the all the rage then right um yeah this movie is cool it was, it was a fun movie to watch yeah yeah i agree i thought it was freaking awesome uh probably one of my favorite movies we've done this season so here in a here in like six weeks we do our ranking we'll see where it ends up but yeah it's gonna be really high um I, w- I was reading a couple more facts to see if we missed anything i guess there's a character that brandon lee found offensive so he had them like take it out of the movie hmm. oh because it was like an asian stereotype oh hmm. interesting yeah um yeah no i thought this movie was great um like i like you kind of mentioned like comic book movies really weren't that big at the time like i think that first batman one had come out sometime around here yeah um and like the maybe that that may have been like 89 i think was when that first batman movie came out yep that sounds right i think so it's like 89 92 and 94 when those three came out somewhere in there but yeah so comic movies were not huge and it didn't really feel like it feels like a comic book movie but it didn't feel like like cheesy like a spider-man movie would have felt like in the early yeah. 90s yep um i felt i thought it was awesome um yep. that was really really good i enjoyed it a lot and i would i probably won't watch the sequels because i don't want it to ruin it for me um but if right. they did <laughs> right. a remake of it i would watch it for sure um, it was also really successful. It made um, like 84 million, I think. Uh, 94. 94 million on a $23 million budget. Nice. And it has a 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Good score. So, yeah. Reviewed really well. Yeah. Um, but all right. So that was The Crow. Um, That's a good way to end the, the Halloween type vibe. It's probably time to steer into some Thanksgiving slash Christmas type stuff yeah um think for a second all right well we have talked it over and so we uh will tell you our next topic right here sam you ready to tell yep um next episode is going to be the longest yard yeah, it has been a while since I've seen this movie, but I loved this when it came out. Yeah, same. I mean, it's just, it's got football, it's got Nelly, it has a bunch of WWE wrestlers. Right. What more could you want? Adam Sandler. I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan, but I I like some of his stuff. Agreed. Have we ever done um? No, we did Happy Gilmore already, right? Yep. I thought, okay, that's right. I do remember that now. The movie was actually really good. I forgot how good that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. So, all right. The Longest Yard, 2005 uh, remake of the 1974 movie. So um, that'll be coming out pretty close to Thanksgiving. And then uh, after that, it'll be about time for some Christmas movies, Sam. Can't wait. We're not skipping over my favorite holiday.
Not doing that. your favorite holiday? Not doing that bullshit. Oh, I love Thanksgiving. Love to death. What? Oh, I'm serious. It's my favorite holiday. You're going to lose like four pounds before Thanksgiving and then put it all back on being a, eating a shitload of turkey and everything. You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but all right. No, Blade knows. Oh, God. That's disgusting. Well, how are, you supposed to, how are you supposed to take us away with a bloody nose? No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Just hold it shut. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we'll be back in a couple weeks with the longest <laughs> yard. So, uh, Sam, take us away. We will smell you later. Power Rangers, Pikachu, Rugrats, Abumafu, Lion King, Stone Cold, Billy Blanks, Tybo. Toy Story, Joe Rogan, Ninja Turtles, Hulk Hogan, Kobe Bryant, all that tickle me Elmo. Mario Land Before Time, X-Men, Mr. Mime, Batman Baby Bottle Pop, Shrek and Spider-Man. Michael Jordan Space Jam, The Rock Silence of the Lambs, Dragon Ball, Dexter's Lab, Beanie Babies, Vince McMahon. Beetleborg, Frosted Tips, Whitney Houston Hit Clips, Dallas Cowboys, Dunkaroos, Gangsta's Paradise, Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong, every single Tupac song, CSI, TRL, man those days were nice, Britney Spears, Yu-Gi-Oh, Andy Milanaka Show, Reading Rainbow Barney and Collecting Every Pog, All Toys, Backstreet Boys, Pepsi Blue, Furby Toys, Powdered Gum, Goosebumps, Courage the Cowardly Dog, <laughs>